the college football experience, Nevada Wolfpack 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks, brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So check it out and remember as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. I'm excited. I'm freshly back from Mountain West Media Day, so I feel like I know these guys. I got to root for them, right? Uh, I'm excited to talk Nevada Wolfpack football. Uh, Shout out to the city of Reno, all right? City of Reno. uh, Look, it's a little off the beaten path, but hey, you can have fun in in the great city of Reno. I've never heard more pandering in my life. Uh, perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. My name is Kobe Swiggin database Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Mm. Oh, yeah, buddy. I've been to the great city of Reno, Nevada. All right. (laughs) I might have been in in a casino or two with some bullet holes, but I had myself a good time. Didn't let that ruin it for me. All right. You know, underrated place in terms of physical beauty, surrounding physical. Oh, beauty. you got Lake Tahoe within like 40 minutes. It's, it's actually beautiful. You know, it, it used to be like a Hollywood hotspot in the 70s, but now it's a it's a college football hotspot. All right, oh, it's a meth hotspot. Yeah. <laughs> I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Let's get it going. People don't know that Nevada. So, as a kid growing up in the D.C. area, uh, in the in the you know late '90s, when my dad brought home a Direct TV, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> well, we got the Hawaii games on at midnight. But for some reason, one of the networks would also cover Nevada. So I watched a lot, and they were just jumping up to the FBS. And Chris Ott, legendary head coach, who, who I, I later read that Joe Gibbs, the uh, the the Redskins old coach. T- uh, modeled a lot of his offense over Chris Ott and what he did invented the pistol offense. So they were very good. I remember they had this baller wide receiver named Alex van Dyke played for the jets later was a second round draft pick. And then, you know, Ott left, he retired and then came back. And then that's when they had Colin Kaepernick and that great one ruined Boise season. It's a rich program there uh, as far as football culture. Uh, we're going to talk a little more about it, but we are joined by special guests. Been wanting to get this guy on the show. And it's funny because he hit me up. It was like, I'm trying to get on the show. 
you got any North Carolina schools, Virginia schools? I was like, how about Nevada? All right. How about, <laughs> but give it up for the, uh, the, you've heard him on the NBA gambling podcast. You've heard him on the MLB gambling podcast. He also writes a ton of college football content. Give it up for Lante Smith. How you doing Lante? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, honored to be joined by you guys. I mean, joining you guys, man. Uh, like I said, I know I was telling um, Kramer and Sean, I was like, yeah, man, if you got anything available for some college football content, let me know. And it was like, hit up Kobe. I was like, man, Kobe's probably tired of me hitting him up every <laughs> college football, college basketball. Uh, so hey, yeah, man, I'm honored to be on here with you. Well, now that you're on, man, it's beware what you wish yeah, for, man. Yeah. I record about a thousand <laughs> podcasts a year. All right. Man, so I'm ready, it's, man. <laughs> I'm ready. Like I told you, I, I got the spreadsheets ready for every team, no matter who it is. Yeah. Your calendar just filled yeah. up. Yeah, your calendar just <laughs> filled up. You already told me, you know, Dominic Davis, who who uh, is a former ECU quarterback, yeah. and I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. You know, this yeah, is it's the thunder and lightning here. Let's go. Uh no, I appreciate you hopping on yeah, it. Yeah. And I and I, I enjoy the fact that I just threw out through him. I'm like, oh yeah, you 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 went your North Carolina, here's fucking Nevada. No. You know what I mean? Here's Nevada, <laughs> but uh hey, I mean this program has I, I it's been a really good program. I feel like Last year, obviously, Patty C ate, ate, ate a, a ton of shit on, on, on locking them up on the over. Uh, but you know, they're historically Jay Norvell had them playing pretty good. I just, you know, I had the opportunity to talk to Norvell at Mountain West Media Day last week in Vegas, and I got a chance to talk to Ken Wilson. So, obviously, when Norvell left, and I know Chris Alt, they they asked you know uh, who they should hire, being that he's a legendary coach there in Reno. And he was mad. He he was public about what he said. Jay Norvell. He's like, he left for uh, you know the same position, but in Colorado. He's like, if it's a yeah. P five school, I understand. Lateral move all now, the way. Now the knock right. against yeah. that is like, you know, and I love Chris all, but at the same time, more money is fucking more money, right? I mean, I feel like I feel like you know that it, ain't a lateral move. Yeah, move it's at like, that I, point. come on, this is ca- we're capitalism one hundred and one here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, Chris Alt recommends Ken Wilson. Who was a longtime assistant in in uh, at Nevada from what I think like 1988 I think it was uh, was his first no no 1989 was his first year in Reno was an assistant all the way to 2012 and then he went and worked for our boy Mike Leach may he rest easy uh, for six years at Washington State and then the uh, previous uh, two years after 2019. Uh, if that makes sense, previous two years after, uh, <laughs> but uh, he was with uh, Mario Cristobal and the Oregon Ducks for two years. So he comes in, and if people don't remember, when Norvell left from Nevada to Colorado State, he took like the whole roster with him. That's the new thing in college football. It's like <laughs> it's like I am leaving. And it's like, and guess what? Everybody's coming fucking with me. <laughs> so At the FCS level too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean it. Uh, as much as you know, we're we're a Mike Leach podcast. I forgot I, I, Bobblehead's gone, but uh, you know, that's a tough thing to walk into. A first head coaching stop ever for you, and then the fact that the whole roster's gone. You yeah. know what I mean? So he's quickly adding guys left and right. I had a chance to ask uh, Coach Wilson. I asked him, you know, just last week. I said, "Hey, so what? Wh- what do you think the problem was last year?" He was like, "Well, the problem was," he goes, "A, it was me." He was like first time coaching. I don't think they understood what I wanted on offense and defense. So I'm going to put that all on me, but he goes, I can tell you this. We were more active in the portal because you, you know, you, you can't live in that old mindset of like, we're just going to build it up. You're going to build it up. Uh, and I thought he said the right things to me. Now it doesn't mean that 
all of a sudden, I think this, this is a team that's going to win the mountain West, but it made a lot of sense when he was like, it's on me. I was learning how to, how to coach as a head coach for the first time. And I think I'm going to be better at it this year. And I also think my roster is a lot better because they understand what I want from an offense and defense perspective. Uh, and also we added more guys that I think fit that model. Does that make sense? Patty C are you buying in or is that just, you know, him just doing stick? Well, you had mentioned that he had been uh, in an administrative role at uh associate athletic director for four years, uh, 99 to, to 2003 for Nevada. This guy's like Nevada through and through, you know? So, well, uh, in that regard, I feel like he should have had a little bit of the administrative element of the uh, head coaching job already dialed in. But those are two different jobs. Oh, well, and he was and there in 2019 to 2003. You probably got like one transfer. Like now, yeah. now it's like, wait, <laughs> the whole I gotta get 40 guys. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, but that does, you know, that is an important skill within the uh, within the uh, transition from coordinator to coach or head coach is the administrative. In fact, I feel like that's the entire skill that you have to add on to what you already had, and so you know, maybe there's like a little learning curve, but it, he did step into a pile of shit essentially with an, a completely barren cabinet. You locked up the over Patty C. He's going to point that one out. Do, do, do <laughs> uh, you lost, you lost there, but do you feel like, Hey, they were Oh, and eight in conference two and 10 overall. You still give them a pass for the first year. Sure. I yeah. mean, very, very tough uh, situation to w- w- walk into. Even Jane Orvell was three and nine in his first yeah. year. So yeah. So uh, Lante, what'd you make of Ken Wilson's first year? Obviously, not the greatest record, and a lot of they lost to an FCS. So they yeah. they they really had a tough year. What'd you make of it? Yeah. So I thought I thought you guys hit it on the head. Uh, I mean, it's tough to come in first year as it is, but now you come in first year and you don't have anybody to start with. Like Jane Norvell takes everybody with him to Colorado State, so he's kind of like on the back end, like he's starting off on a bad foot already. So I think that they're much improved this year. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, when you were talking to him, uh, they got his verbiage down. They kind of know what he, he wants to do. And although they lost a, uh, a couple of key pe- of key people, mostly on the defense, I think that's his calling card. He calls defense. He's, he's going to get the defense ready. So I think that he comes in, uh, he's going to implement some of his things that he wants to do. He's more comfortable with the system. He, most importantly, he's got two good quarterbacks or two solid quarterbacks in right now that'll, that'll help out and ease the pain for that. Um, good running back room. So I think he's going to be much improved this year. I, I wouldn't put much stock in, in year one for any coach, let alone yeah. one who's starting off with, you know, uh, half of a roster. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's going to be, it's going to be excited to talk about, you know, cause I like it when they're good personally. Yeah. I, like I love, I love the teams of Chris Alt that were like, even though they, they, it's weird. I grew up liking Nevada because I would be able to get them on that TV network. And I was like, who are these guys that are good? But at the same time, I wanted Boise to run the table that year just to, just to beat just and and Boise's kicker blew it to the Kaepernick team. That was nasty. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't know. It was like, it was a tough spot. Cause I was like, I I love what Nevada has been doing, (laughs) but I wanted to see Boise make the natty. So it was, I don't know. It was a a tough spot, but uh, (laughs) those teams are nasty. Those Nevada teams. That's what people don't realize. They think that Nevada just upset Boise. That Nevada team was like a 10 win team. They, they, they more had, than that. Yeah, they, like they were nasty. Wins or something? They were nasty. Yeah. They were yeah. a good yeah. football team. Um, look, we're gonna if talk. If Kaepernick was on um, another team, he probably would have been up there with the Heisman because he yeah. had great numbers. He yeah, had great numbers. No, he was a, he was the real deal. I mean, look, yeah. I as much as uh, is my it's just shot and Ryan. We could we could talk all day about you know we we've had some arguments in the office that the you know they thought he was uh, he was 
you know, not an NFL caliber quarterback when, when the thing, when all that shit went down and I'm like, no, he could have started still. He could have started. Yeah. I will argue that now he, he might not have been a top 20 quarterback, but dude, come on. The NFL, you see so how much shitty quarterbacks do you see start in the NFL? Three minutes, like, three yards yeah. away from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, get the, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I will argue that now. Okay. If you're saying now I understand it, but I'm saying back then, get the fuck out of here. You can yeah, start right. on like 10 teams, probably 15 teams. Um, that team, by the way, finished number 11. If that was in fact, the 2010, yeah, that team. team was nasty 13 and yeah. one and their reward they were 13 and one, 13 and one. Wow, and the Jesus, reward was uh, the uh, fight hunger bowl. So <laughs> yeah, glad, uh, glad they that's had the their problem. shot. That's the problem with the system, man. They should have been a, that, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Fight hunger bowl. I don't know, where was that even played? I don't know. Where is that? San Francisco. I, I, that's not, it's not a bowl game anymore. I don't think Yeah. Um, they didn't fight hunger good enough. Right. <laughs> Come on. Uh, folks, look, we're going to talk all about the Nevada offense, defense, special teams, transfer portal that we alluded to such a big role in, in college football, 2023. We're also going to go game by game on the schedule. Project how the wolf pack, uh, how the wolf pack will do in 2023. Uh, but before I do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, Nevada Wolfpack 2023 season preview uh, is brought to you by sports gambling podcast, Patreon. Yes. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon, the ton of exclusive content contests and merch just for our patrons. Plus a monthly SGP stories podcast. All right. You want to hear about us? Coach Leach, maybe, or I don't know. So a lot of good stories out there. All right. Uh, it's an ad free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. There's even a discord channel for our patrons. Uh, the sports gambling podcast. Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGP. And once again, sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon That's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. All right. We are back on the Nevada Wolfpack 2023 season preview. Patty, see, I was telling you pre-episode and this is going to be a little bit, a little bit of a tangent. Uh, and, and I asked you this, uh, had you ever seen a wolf in real life? <laughs> I had not. Well, not that I recall. I've seen some of the uh, <laughs> coyotes that run around these hills, but yeah, no wolf's a different ball, dude. I no. went, so me and my wife were during COVID just to get away. We went and got like a, a spot in Sedona, Arizona, which is like the desert. So you're not bothering anybody. And they have a, uh, a thing called Arizona that you can go through. It's like Jurassic park you, where you drive, you see, so you can stay in your car. So obviously, co- you know, COVID not an issue. Uh, and you go through all this wilderness where there's bears and, bears and, and buffaloes and shit. Amazing dude. I'm going through and I had never seen a wolf before, at least to, that I know of. Right. And we're driving and we're stopped and we're just looking at these bears, looking at these other animals and damn if a just man, this wolf looked like fucking Carl Weathers, man. Like he was <laughs> Carl Weathers and Apollo Creed or something, you know, like, uh, like dude, this wolf walks by our car with the fucking deer's leg in his mouth. Right. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it was terrifying. Like this, it's not like a dog. This thing was like twice a dog, like twice a German shepherd, but like ripped, yeah. like imagine like steroids. Now I did see a couple other wolves like sleeping. So I didn't know if they were as jacked as him, but man, I'm telling you, I'm so thankful that, that we had windows and shit because I was like, this guy wanted to, I would be, I would be a rap. Like he's got a fucking deer's leg in his mouth. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Besides have you ever seen a fucking wolf? They're a lot bigger than what you think. You know, you see a coyote. It's kind of like a small, it's like a, it's like a black lab. Like, you know what I mean? Like where you see a wolf in the wild, that shit is big. 
yeah. it is really big. Well, so the Wolf Pack of Nevada <laughs> are often bigger than yeah. you would expect. I'm throwing this over to you, and you're like, I don't know where the fuck you want me to go with this. Besides, just watch out. If you're out in the world, if you're in somewhere in Canada or Alaska, and you run along some wolves, good luck. All right, good luck. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get to the transfer portal. Lante, I don't think you've had any run-ins with wolves, have you? Have you ever seen a wolf in real life? Uh, no, I haven't. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> after that story, I don't want to see one. I'm running telling around uh, North Carolina too much. Well, my wife but is it's probably some around here, though. I, I will. I will say that it's probably some around here. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably up in the mountains or something like that. Like yeah. My 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 wife uh, is from Colombia, where they don't really. It's too hot. They don't have wolves there. So she, the country of Colombia, um, and and when she saw that, she was just like, "Oh my God." She's like that. I'm going back. I, home. Yeah. I never want to be here ever again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's like, I don't want to, I was like, you want to go to Montana for a weekend? Get away. No, there's wolves there. No, fuck no. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, shout out to the wolf pack shout out to all the wolves out there, you know? Um, but, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the portal because Ken Wilson alluded to this. He thought he wasn't as active as he should have been in the portal a year ago. And he hammered down on the, this year, but let's talk about what's what's departing Reno, Nevada. Uh, first, uh, Dominic Eldridge, offensive tackle. He's in the portal, hasn't landed anywhere. Wide receiver Keenan Spear Johnson's in the portal, hasn't landed anywhere. Quarterback Jacob Berriage uh, in the portal, hasn't landed anywhere. Uh, wide receiver Elijah Barkley also in the portal, hasn't landed anywhere. Um, a lot of their guys didn't land anywhere. T- tight end Carlton Brown went to Cal Poly. Cal Poly landed a five-star quarterback in the transfer portal. Uh, Damon Yord's son. That's right. Watch out for Cal oh, Poly. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Madden I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. John Madden donated like $40 million. That's where John Madden went to college. Yeah. That's, that's where that out. whole uh, yeah. Madden donation went is to uh, Yord's uh, NIL uh, yeah. account. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wide receiver Lucas Prendergast is in the portal. Hasn't landed anywhere. Andrew Cannon on the offensive line. In the portal hasn't landed anywhere. Um, Arizona State did land. This was a huge hit, man. This was a absolutely huge hit because he was, I think, all Mountain West. Off the tackle, Aaron Frost mm. goes to Kenny Dillingham and the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, quarterback Jonah Chong is in the portal as well. Um, also, this one too. Offensive tackle. Damn, they lose both tackles. Grant Stark goes to Oregon State. The Beavers. Jonathan Smith and company uh, and cornerback Joe Juwan Claiborne is in the portal. And I think that's everyone they lost. So basically you lost your both, both your tackles and a tight end. Well, are those, uh, were those starters? Cause I'm seeing the, the, uh, uh, the one, the Arizona state was, cause I remember everyone, yeah, a yeah. lot of schools were after him. Yeah. I I'm think saying, Stark yeah. started maybe a third of the games that he played that, uh, that was there. maybe he got injured there a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure that. Yeah. Frost didn't start though. He's a four-star transfer. I find that hard to believe on a team that went two games. You put the four stars on the field. All right. Uh, Maybe that's why they went two and 10. (laughs) They got them all on the bench. It's like, I'm out of here, but he's uh, building for the future. He's red shirting these guys and they transfer on that. Don't work. Probably not what happened. Let's be honest. The brand new day and age. That shit would work 30 years ago. It's not going to work now. Uh, They brought in though. Let's talk about what they brought in. Cause I think they, 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 they probably won the portal. Let's talk about this. John Jackson, the third, a wide receiver from USC coming in. That's always, anytime you're getting USC talent, that's, that's a win. Although three years uh, on the USC roster with five receptions, 
Not exactly lighting yeah. the world on what, fire. Dude, he's got <laughs> Jerry Rice's son, Brendan Rice, and yeah. and uh, d- Jordan Addison, who's in on the, the Vikings. You know what I mean? Like, it's understandable to be come on low on that yeah. depth chart. Yeah. Uh, defense alignment, Henry. Oh man, here we go. Ika Hifu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Henry Ika. Dude, when it comes to the Polynesian names, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm not very very good at pronouncing uh, pronouncing the uh, Polynesian <laughs> names, and they probably fucking hate me. But uh, defense alignment, Henry Ika Hifu. Hifu, something like that. He's uh, he's now at Nevada, coming over from the Cal Golden Bears. They also brought in running back Ashton Hayes from Cal. So getting a couple guys from Berkeley and tight end Kaleki Latu. Man, they got him from th- Cal too. Three California Golden Bears, and then the Oregon. This is one I'm excited about. Running back Sean Dollars coming in from Oregon. Oh, yeah. Look, Ken Wilson was at Oregon just two years ago. He, uh, Sean Dollars, four-star transfer. Get. Uh, it's got to be all named. All named. Great name. Team candidate. Great name. Sean Dollars. Um, but. Dude, I mean, they. This is a big get for them. This is a big get for them. Um, Sean Dollars, what? Uh, now Hayes was the other running back. Only one carry, fourteen yards last year. But uh, Dollars was good for one hundred eighty-eight yards, thirty-four carries, five point five yards per rush. Career, he's six point four yards per rush. So, and he was a big recruit there. So yeah. you just got to be happy bringing in that talent. Oregon keeps good backs. They yeah. Travis Dye was one. You know, like they're bringing had in guys. a lot of yeah. Pac-12 guys is a good thing for yeah. Nevada. Uh, um. Then you have Peyton Dixon also coming in from New Mexico cross same, same conference. Uh, also Oregon linebacker, Jackson LaDuke. Anytime you're bringing in Oregon USC guys to me, if you're Nevada, that's a win. Uh, Colorado state. Look, that you took all of our guys. Fuck you. We're going to get uh, Jarek Robinson, an athlete. All right. Little payback, little payback. Let's go. Uh, also Cal linebacker, Malcolm McClure. Wait, isn't that a musician? Um, but he comes in. Also, Utah Tech defensive lineman. Oh man, Machiavelli, Malo Tumafu. No F, no F there. I probably fucked that up. Uh, he's there though. He's coming in. Safety Trey Re- uh, Weed coming in from Eastern Washington. They keep a decent program up there in Cheney, Washington. Quarterback Brandon Lewis from the Colorado Buffaloes. Okay, look, I like this one because. Brandon Lewis, I get it. He struggled with the buffs, but man, I think anybody would have struggled with the buffs last year. So get him in the air raid. Cause he's not, he's not super mobile, but I think this works. I think this could work. Also linebacker, Adrian uh, Jackson came in from the Oregon ducks. That was back in August last year. So I'm not sure if he had to sit out or not, but uh Either way, I think they would. W- Brendan Lewis is penciled in to be their starter at starting quarterback. So even if you lose the tackles, I think they definitely won the transfer portal. What do you think, Patty C? Uh, well, you watch Brendan Lewis at Colorado. Obviously, you were hoping for more out of him, but he also wasn't given the best scenario. No, he's given a terrible scenario. Um, he did t- ten touchdowns, three picks. That's pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he's a bad player. It's just situation wasn't great for him. Colorado got destroyed. Everyone that that's sitting there and judging Deion Sanders is stupid to me because if they knew what happened to Colorado the year before they had like 30 players leave and they, they all started elsewhere and played like the starting safety at TCU uh, played in the national championship, Mark Perry, Colorado, like Colorado got destroyed in the portal the year before. So it was like one of those things you learn you got to get, you got to get in this game. You got to upgrade. Um, yeah. what, do you think uh, Lante that they won the transfer portal? 
Yeah, I think they did simply because of the quarterback position, like you said. And I mean, they got um, the other guy, I forgot, Illinsworth, I think is his name. Yeah, from uh, Oklahoma, former Oklahoma State quarterback. Yeah, yeah, it was a big time recruit for Oklahoma State. So I think just battling from there, like competition wise, you're going to be better uh, at the quarterback position. So that automatically uh, raises the floor of your team. And although they lost two tackles, I mean, it's tough, but I think they can basically do it by committee. They got a bunch of O-line coming back uh so they should be they should be improved and i i looked up and i seen that frost he actually got hurt last year so he was hurt in august so he didn't play he that's didn't play what it must year. have been that's what it yeah, must have been because i know i i remember reading when he hit the portal you know mm-hmm. how offensive alignment like everybody in the yep. nation everyone in the oh, nation yeah, my, everyone minus yeah. like georgia and bama are like whoa we got we got a good offensive lineman in the portal. Let's go right. get him. And uh Arizona State, I think they might have gave him a nice bag of cash. And congratulations oh, yeah. to Mr. Frost. Um <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, overall I thought they won. I thought they won the portal. Um they they replaced they had to replace two uh linebackers. Uh, I think they did a good job with the uh, Cal and Oregon. And like I said, I'm not too concerned with defensively because of what Wilson is capable of. That's his pedigree defense. Well, that's, so I think they'll be fine there. That's something that we should mention because we were talking about that a little bit pre-episode, me and Patty C. Normally when you get to these teams that were really bad, two and ten, one and eleven, you normally have both sides of the ball in the one twenties. Yeah. Not Nevada's defense, and, and I'm gonna get to this in a minute, but charted at 80th. It was not a bad deep. I mean All right. For Mountain West standards, okay, yes, Air Force charted as the number one defense in the land. Yeah, but a lot of like your your bowl teams making the Mountain West, their defenses will rely or or will lie somewhere in their seventies, eighties. So if they can fix up the offense, you might have something going here. That's a good point, Patty. See, what were you going to say? Let me tell you this: anytime you're bringing dollars and weed in in the transfer portal, <laughs> oh, there that's we a go, win, right? That's a win. <laughs> To Reno, to Reno, to Reno yeah. too. Come on, dollars and weed in, in Reno is yeah. is gold or silver. Yes, silver stayed here. Look, Trey Weed six career interceptions, three last year for uh, Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington. Then who was the other stud? Uh, I mean, Jonathan Joseph was it a long time ago for uh, Eastern Washington? No, they had a great no. Jonathan Joseph, Cooper was, Cup went to Eastern. No, Washington. they had a great corner. Uh, uh, Dude, they've been a really good program. People don't. The Big Sky. Is very good. If the Big Sky did not want to play FCS and jump up to the FBS, they would automatically come in and be better than a lot of the conferences. Like they'd be better than the MAC and the Conference USA, and I think they would be able to push, you know, the new AAC or the Sun Belt because Montana, Montana State, they play oh, ball. Yeah. Weber All State plays teams ball. Could come Eastern in Washington plays ball and play in the Mountain West. Yeah, Sacramento State. Yeah. They were undefeated in the regular season last year. Um. Anyway, yeah, I think they won the portal, bringing in dollars. Also at the running back spot, he's going to start for them. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the offensive side of the ball here, because a season ago this was the issue. Like I just alluded to, they were 119th in uh, scoring offense, rush offense at 104th, pass offense at 112th, uh, and total offense at 122. Wow, that's like so top 10 worst offense. Ken, Coach Wilson, we love you. Mike Leach ain't going to put up with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> God rest his soul, but he look, he, come on. 122. Uh this offense though does. There's a reason to be optimistic. I feel like if you're a Nevada Wolfpack fan because, you know, they do get stronger at all the skill positions. Now they're only bringing back six starters, but to me if you're telling me you're only bringing back six six starters on the 122nd offense, I say good. All right, get them <laughs> out of there. Um 
Brandon Lewis at the quarterback spot and Shane Illingsworth, as we alluded to both power five quarterbacks. All right. So I, I know you could say, well, Colorado is one and 11. Doesn't matter to me. Brandon Lewis is a solid quarterback and Illingsworth. Also Mike Gundy uh, keeps good quarterback play at Oklahoma state as a, as a thing that's kind of been his forte. Uh, Sean dollars is penciled in to be the starting running back. Uh, I think that that'll work out as long as he stays healthy. I know they, they lost uh, t- what Tuoa. Uh, they're, they're running back last year. Who was a beast. I know his dad yep. played for played for Nevada too. Uh, receivers. I'm kind of, I'm kind of bullish on the offense being improved because Jamal bell is back and same with uh, Delvion Campbell, who was the Illinois transfer. They also have the USC kid coming in uh, John Jackson. So uh, adding some depth there. I know they have Spencer Curtis, a senior penciled in to start as well. Um, it'll be, I just feel like you can't, you can't get worse at the skill positions when you're bringing in the, these players uh, tight end. They are breaking in a new tight end and in, in, in the transfer from Cal Kaliki Latu uh, offensive line. Obviously this is what we circle here. Um, three of five back that have started games. Isaiah world is the left tackle. He did play 11 games. I think he was kind of thrown to the wolves as we alluded to with the injury situation from a year ago. They're counting on a uh, right tackle Kai Ar- Arnerson from uh, who was previously at Oregon two years ago. Um, that's nice to have because th- oh, that's one thing Oregon was known for their good offensive line play. That's Christopher's specialty. Uh, left guard Zach Welch is back. Center Andrew uh, Madrigal is back as well. So let me ask you guys this: Will the offense be better than 122nd, Patty C? Gotta be. Gotta be. I mean. What's stunning about this stat sheet, if 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 I'm reading this correctly, they had seven passing touchdowns last year. Yep. That's like a, a one game for a certain <laughs> for, team. for an air raid offense. <laughs> right. Normally, that's that's like one game, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They struggled, man, and I think the real, like, what really was at the core of it was the offensive line. The offensive line was terrible. Um, curious, Lante, do you think the offense will be better than 122nd? this year. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they will. Um, you mentioned the three or five coming back. They also have seven that actually started games. They used like nine different combos on the offensive line last year. I think that was probably like top five, top 10, uh, in the nation, not just in uh, the group of five. Uh, they allow 34 sacks, uh, six and 6.8 tackles for a loss per game. So, I mean, that has to improve. And I think bringing in those P five, uh, transfers, whether they play it or not. I mean, you're going to get experience. They're going down a level. It's not like they're going to the SEC or the Big yeah. Ten or the Big Twelve. They're going to the Mountain West. And uh, I mean, we we all love the the smaller conferences, but the talent level is uh, it's a, it's a different. Basically, yeah. a, it's a gap between those. So I think they'll be well improved. Um, I like I like the running game a lot more uh, with both of those running backs with Dollars and uh, and Ashton there. I think they'll be fine. I'm big on Campbell, the wide receiver. I think you brought him up also. So yeah. I think they will improve. Um, actually, uh, Patty, see, I see they have Toa uh, Tua. He had 11 touchdowns on the ground, and they had seven total uh, passing through the air for air raid offense. That's yeah, disgusting. that's wild. That yeah. dude's a baller, though. He see, yeah, he, is. he, he is. St- he stayed the course. Everyone transferred, but his dad played at Nevada. So Pops was like, son, you ain't. Taking that, you ain't going to fucking Colorado. You are a Wolfpack uh, <laughs> member six right there. Time. Yeah, he, yeah, he six all time in Nevada, Russia. I, yep. I, I would actually, I, I would be surprised if we don't see him playing some sort of pro football, whether it's NFL, yep. XFL, you know, CFL, whatever. But he, he can play. He, he's dual threat too. So, uh, are they gonna miss 
the six nine frame of Nate Cox being replaced by the six two Brandon Lewis. No, don't think that's going to be much of a. I'm factor. sorry. No, no. Look, Nate Cox, if you're listening to this, I apologize, but. <laughs> He's one of the more comical. Dude, that dude looked like Sean Bradley throwing a fucking pass. Dude, <laughs> hey, look, I I'm not saying he's terrible, but like the offensive line didn't help things. But he was the definition of a long. Yeah, at a certain me. point, yeah. height becomes a bad thing for a quarterback. I think you get over six seven, and it starts to be like mm, six eight six nine. Has there ever been a a good quarterback that was that tall? I guess Dan McGuire was pretty darn big, right? You're still a bust, though. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, they. they I think you just get too big, you know. Six, how, tall seven. Is, how, how tall is Herbert and Lawrence? I thought they're pretty big. To be quite like like six, Herbert's six, pretty big. Both of them yeah. are six, six, yeah, yeah. Herbert's like six, six. Yeah, he's big. You can get That's that. probably where it, 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 it caps. Maybe if I that, think is six that what you're five is the prototype, like Tom yeah. Brady. Yeah. Six six, yeah. you can you're super prototypey, but it doesn't seem to work quite as well. Six seven, you're you're a big stiff, and then six eight six nine. You're a goofball. Why is right. that? You would think if you had like Yao Ming playing QB, you would have that. You'd, you'd be able <laughs> just to just look it. down and see where those advantages are, right? right? I don't know. No problem seeing the field. It, this is like my conversation that I never understood why a hockey team hasn't got a sumo wrestler to be goalie. Uh, yeah, that's true. Why haven't they you tried take that? Up ninety percent. Why? Of, why has no one tried that? And you have like the hands. Hey, like you would think. Hey, uh, Los Angeles Kings. I'm available. I'm available to hire. I'm available for hire. GM uh, yeah. Colby Danner. I, I don't know too much about hockey, but I know, damn it, this makes sense. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, let's talk about the defensive side of the ball because that is his forte. Uh, in, uh, you know, uh, 80th a season ago at, at defense. Um, Kwame, oh man, Agaiman is the uh, is the defensive coordinator there. Uh, he was the cornerbacks coach at Oregon. And uh, they all, he has co DCs. So Mike Bertha, the other defensive coordinator, last season, as I alluded to, this team uh, 102nd in scoring defense. So you'd like to see a little more, a little more improvement there. But the rush defense, 84th, pass defense, 74th, charting at the 80th best defense in the country. Uh, and uh, like I said, if you're a Wolfpack fan, you should be a little more optimistic because you return eight on that defensive side of the ball on a defense that was pretty good. Uh, two or three on the defensive line, led by James Hansen at the nose tackle spot, and Henry Ikafi Ifo uh, at the defensive end spot. Patty, see, see, I say it with confidence. That's all. It, that's all yeah. it is. You say it with confidence. Boom. It sounds good. Even if you're out. a moron, <laughs> less people question you, right? Uh, then, then you have the linebacker spot. Everybody's back. Everybody's back at the linebacker spots. Drew Watts, Nakia Matelona. Uh, Elijah Winston, who was uh, previously a couple years ago at USC, so he comes in, or you know, I think he was in Reno last year, but he'll come in from USC two years ago. Secondary, everyone's back except for the safeties. They're breaking in a couple new safeties in Richard Tony and Amani Johnson. So I think that's where you circle if you're thinking, hey, what's the area that we could be a little concerned about in the defensive side of the ball? But overall, and by the way, kicker and punter back, and their kicker. Is a fucking stud. This dude made like a this kicker made like a sixty yard. Remember, I was watching that Purdue game where they had no business beating Purdue, and uh, they did because they got an onside kick and then nailed like a sixty two yarder to win the game. Brandon Talton, keep an eye out on that kid. Um, he might be playing on Sundays. Um, you know, this defense actually decent in in terms of uh, forcing turnovers. Forty fourth in the nation. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's. I, I'm important. telling you, I, I think they got something going on the defensive side of the ball. Offense is the key 
yeah. to me to like a bull. But do you do you guys foresee the offense, Lante? Do you foresee the or I'm sorry, the defense being better than 80th? You think it's going to improve with eight starters back? Yeah, I think they will, and especially with the transfers that they got in. Um, they they lost two Mountain West uh, first teamers, Don Peterson, Bentley Sanders at uh, tackle and, and linebacker. But I think that the guys that they brought in, um, Jackson Leduc and um, Adrian Jackson, Trey Weed, those guys also, are, Trey Weed, yeah. seeing, seeing he might. And start, I think he's slated. Yeah. I think he's slated to be a starter also. Yeah. And they moved. Um, I want to say the the best defender on the team, Drew Watts. I think they moved him from defensive end to linebacker. So I think he's got all Mountain West potential. I think he can be really good. He had 57 tackles last year, uh, six tackles for loss, three sacks. So in that in that system, I think he'll be more he'll be more comfortable. Uh, he'll probably be flying around. He'll probably play all over the field. So I like the defense. I do have a concern at safety though. Um, but those two guys were studs. Both of those guys yeah. uh, were studs. Uh, Tyson Williams, he uh, 65 tackles. Tyreek Mack. 58 tackles, both second and third on the team. Uh, they cleaned up a lot of the mess that the defensive line um, didn't get through. So that's a kind of a concern for me. But like I said, they're at corner, they're pretty fine. And I think front seven, they'll be good also. So I look for the defense to take a step up. If they can get to that, you know, 68 to 70 range, I think that's, that's bowl eligible right there for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. The evolution of college football, uh, because I feel like when we, when we were doing this six, seven years ago, it was like, um, you would say, well, you know, the, if they're bringing in new players in the secondary, it's a little bit of a concern, but that's the position you would want to, right. as, as opposed to, but now I think it's actually, I think, I think the secondary matters more now in today's day and age than it used to. And the linebacking yeah. core is probably the one where you say, you know, sure. It's great to get everybody back, but you know, I feel like a little more, I read an article recently about the, almost like the running back situation. Everyone talked about Saquon Barkley and everything. And, and, I hear that the linebackers basically the running back on defense now. And it's mm, crazy. Do you think growing up in the era was Mike Singletary and shit, I Lawrence Taylor? It. Yeah. I don't yeah. buy it. I mean, I, I could see how, you know, from a uh, being emphasized, maybe, maybe, maybe they, you know, it's easier to replace and find a linebacker that can do what you're asking him to do if you're asking him to do less. But I don't think so. I think maybe it's just not getting the the love. Yeah. Who knows? I know that there are less linebackers. You know, there well, are, I, I would say the pay probably is 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 what they're probably gets what, is what the article's base was off of, yeah. just like the running yeah. back position. But and they got to be able to cover because if they can't cover the tight end or the slot, then they they can't stay on the field because yeah, you know most most teams are running you know a lot of spread offense, air raid or whatever. So they got to be able to be versatile. And if you're not versatile, it's it's hard to it's hard to stay on the field as a linebacker. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be harder to play linebacker now than it ever has. So you, you know, would think, but you're the, asked to do more. You know, yeah, you got to right. pass but, rush. But, you but why cover. is it then that the value from a financial standpoint, I think, has gone down? It's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, uh, maybe because they're paying the defensive line more to to clean that's up whatever. True. So they're not, they're not getting a lot of linebackers yeah. are not getting a lot of tackles anymore unless you're in a you know a, a solid uh, scheme or whatever. I think it's relying more on the defensive end, defensive end, defensive tackle because those guys they shoot, get they paid. paid more to quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. You know. The offense improving alone is going to help the defense improve. True, I agree. True, just yeah. staying on the field. Just situational <laughs> just staying football. Staying on the yeah. field. Uh, look, we're going to talk about the schedule. Go game by game on the schedule, 
and try to forecast how the Nevada Wolfpack. Let's see if Patty Sue will be locking them up yet again. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna drop it, but pump the brakes. Uh, look, <laughs> folks. Uh, but before we do that, we want to tell you that the Nevada Wolfpack 2023 season preview episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, the NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. Uh, and it's available in a ton of different markets, folks. So even if your your state saying, "Hey, you don't have gambling," uh, call up the old play action fake with Underdog Fantasy. Uh, look, there's plenty of opportunities to win too with daily MLB contests, and of sh- and of course, uh, make sure you enter the Best Ball Mania, where first place gets three million dollars. Wow. I read this ad yesterday. It was 1 million. I don't know what's going on over to underdog It's up to 3 million. Let's go. All right. I need to be working for them. Uh, look, head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN. I guess I, in a sense I am uh, for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. And look, I'm going to add this in there to help you underdog. I love it. We've been with them for like three years. The college football player props they have. You can't really find college football player props out there. Right. Absolutely. D- and, and during uh the season, uh, you you'll hear me reference these on on the shows because man, especially they attack those weeknight games, which Nevada, you know, the Mountain West will play those like Thursday, Friday games. And also the Maction, the Sunbelt, CUSA, all that shit. Wow. Uh they have they have uh, the, like the, the underdog fantasy really goes in detail with those games. Now on a Saturday, you might not find Nevada there, but uh, for those weeknight games, oh. folks, you want to get in on the Brandon Lewis is available. You want to get on a Brandon Lewis over 250 yards against uh, Hawaii <laughs> or something that this is the place for you. Check out underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code S G P N. All right, folks. Hopefully, uh, you're watching right now on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. It's all good. If not, if you're listening to it, that helps us too. Uh, but subscribe, share, five star review on iTunes, please. I appreciate that. Um, and look, we not only host the the College Football Experience, we host the FCS College Football Experience. We host the College Basketball Experience. Well, College Basketball season. Look, Steve Alford at Nevada. All right, look. When they made the tournament last year, look. When college basketball season hits, I will be here every single night of the season talking college hoops. Patty C will be on episodes. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get Lante now that he said he's. he's, he's now yeah. he doesn't realize. He doesn't realize what he. What he. What he. What he said. All right. Um, Five nights a week yeah, are definitely booked. Yeah. Already. We got the college baseball experience too. Now we have the Big Twelve experience. Uh, so uh, we come together as one on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash the College Experience. But all those separate podcast feeds, go subscribe to. Do it. Do it all. Uh, but look, folks, if you are watching on YouTube, what I was trying to say is shout out to Cam Kerr graphics guy. Put up this sweet graphic. Um, the win total sitting there on the graphic, you can see it sitting at four, four. Mm. So, mm. can he double? Yeah, more than double, perhaps, because we're gonna go game by that should game. Should be a here. flattering uh, statement there for Mr. Wilson. Well, especially knowing Nevada's history, man. This is a team that goes bowling a lot of times over the past like twenty five years. Yeah. Um, well, week one, it's not gonna be fun, especially because the <laughs> fact USC plays a week zero game. I always think that's such a huge advantage. To any of the teams that get the week zero game, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you've you've already because I feel like if you're gonna pull the upset, week one's like the best week to pull the upset because they haven't seen your film, maybe a little bit from last season, but you could make all these adjustments. Uh, you Nevada at USC, Caleb Williams, he's fucking good. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Ken Wilson, uh, dude, I couldn't, I, I can't. There's no way I could take Nevada even like I shout out to their out of conference schedule because uh, 
it was challenging. Uh, they we're gonna get to it, but any of you taking Nevada against <laughs> USC? Not a shot. Yeah, not a shot. Uh, first half spread, buddy. I would lay like forty. I would yeah. lay like forty. Uh, it's probably gonna yeah. be. It's probably gonna be around like thirty-five ish, like yeah. for the full game. Yeah, full I, so game, I'm guessing like game, yeah. what, like like twenty-one for the first half. No, nah, it's not gonna be thirty-five for the full game. The spread. Yep. I USC think so. is going to blow the doors well, off. Of I mean, dude, the most. <laughs> I'm saying 45. 45. 45. Wow. 45. Wow. 45. Well, Brendan 30, Lewis played in the Pac-12 last year. That's true. All right. Sup, Caleb Williams. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, week two, man. I'm telling you, their athletic director did them no favors because, uh, folks. Idaho lost at Washington state by seven last year. They went out and hired a, a, a head coach from uh, North Dakota state. And guess what? They had a top 10 finish and they probably would have won in the FCS playoffs. Had they not had that terrible tragedy where they moved their home game. They didn't want to play it in Moscow because there was a big time. Uh, there was a, a like a, a serial killer thing in, in Moscow. So yeah, they moved the home game. They moved their home playoff game, which they earned to Louisiana to take on Southeast Louisiana. And even that, I feel like they probably should have won that game, but they ended up losing. They have a freshman quarterback last year. It was a freshman quarterback. Giovanni McCoy. This dude's a baller at Idaho. Watch out. Watch out. Like, weren't they a doormat just a few years ago? Yeah. But I'm telling you, they they came in, they got that North, North Dakota state blood and they, they all of a sudden, and I honestly, I can't take Nevada here. I can't by, take Nevada uh, here. Like three to Indiana last. That's year what I'm too. saying. Yeah. They're good. They're and that was starting with the freshman quarterback. McCoy's a sophomore now. I'm like, taking Idaho. I gotta agree with you. I'm taking Idaho. I, I, I look, <laughs> Lante. What are you doing it. here? I don't, I don't love it. Look, because I know uh, I know Idaho is tough. Uh, Bill Connolly's got him like top 15 in in the nation for as far as it's, uh, FS. I mean uh, FCS. So. Listen, I don't love it, but I think Nevada will get off. They'll they'll end that that losing streak. They're going in on a ten game losing streak. They'll lose to USC and be eleven. I think they get off the snide here uh, against Idaho. Now it's not going to be it's not going to be pretty, but I think they can do it. This this is a it's just man. I feel like if you're Ken Wilson, you're like you couldn't give us Southern Utah. <laughs> you couldn't give us couldn't <laughs> give us uh, you know some of these other Elon. Yeah, somebody. I mean <laughs> you're like fuck, man. Like. Uh, Man, it don't get better because Jalen Daniels, my boy, my boy. <laughs> all right, proven recruiting to be a hoax. You see what I sent you this morning? I did. Uh, preseason Pac twelve or uh, Big Twelve. Uh, Not Quinn Ewers, the five star. Jalen Daniels, who was uh, what? What was he ranked? Like number twelve thirty five and overall player rankings yeah. for his class. Baller out of out yeah. of L A. I believe. Wow. Jalen Daniels. Uh, I'm telling you, get a Heisman future. I know they probably don't want to give it to a Kansas guy. If he stays healthy, I'm telling Look you, out. watch he's probably fucking nasty, man. Yeah. Uh, I like the backup too. Bean. Yeah. He's good yeah. Too. Jason bean is good too. They, good. So they have depth. I can't, I want to take Ken Wilson. I just talked to the guy. I've, I've not taken them to beat Kansas. I think Kansas offense is they're going to put up 50. They're going to put up 50 yeah. on this defense. Yeah. yeah? We yeah. good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so well, you yeah. got a one uh, and like two. Lante's got a one and two. Work. Yeah. yeah. I got him. Oh, and three. Patty C's got them 0 and 3. Now comes an interesting one because they had to San Marcos, Texas. Texas State, they recently fired Jake Spavadol and they went out and hired, is it GJ Kenny, I believe, is, is the new head coach there. 
double check on that. Drawing a blank. GJ Kenny, he comes over, for, I believe, from Incarnate Word, and this is another yeah. situation like Mike Nor- Norvell, where he it's brought in team. like he brought in like <laughs> go look at the transfer portal for Texas State. Everybody's Incarnate Word. It's like uh, thirty players coming in. So Incarnate Word beat Nevada last year. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I want to. I want like this is a field goal game to me. This is a field goal game. But if this was in Reno, I'm taking Nevada. But since it's in San Marcos, Texas, I'm taking Texas State. I got to go no and four. Patty C. <sighs> They're gonna get one of these. They're gonna get one of these between Idaho and Texas State. One and three. One and three. Lante, what are you doing here? Yeah. I'm gonna give it to him, man. I think I think they'll get it done. Now I think he's gonna bring in. It's gonna be some familiarity, being that they played Incarnate Word. So he's gonna know because so Wilson's gonna know what to expect. So he's not gonna go in blind. Um, he'll he'll have those. He'll have the experience from playing Kansas and USC to be able to know what he did wrong there, which I mean, probably it's going to be a lot that he, that he's going to do wrong, but uh, I'm, I'm going to give him the win here, man. I'm going to, I'm going to go two and two. First I think, I think you guys just convinced me. Cause you know why Lindsay Scott, if you guys watch Lindsay Scott, look up his stats, look up, type in Lindsay Scott, oh, Lindsay Scott that. graduated this dude, Lindsay Scott. He doesn't have Lindsay Scott this year. He has, he's bringing in Malik Hornsby, the Arkansas transfer. Oh yeah. The Ar- yeah, yeah. But Lindsey Scott, 6,657 yards, sixty touchdowns, and eight interceptions. Sixty last year. touchdowns, eight interceptions. He was a former LSU recruit. He's undersized, <laughs> but he was a lose. fucking beast. So, yeah. five eleven. That's why I'm going Nevada. He's not there to save them. He's not there to uh, to save them this year. So I think you guys swayed me. Give me Nevada and, and Coach One Wilson and to get the the first win of the season for me. Second win for 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 Lante there. Uh, then after that. The Wolfpack, uh, this isn't fun. They're heading to Fresno, California, and look, that's another beast. You don't want that. You don't want that right there. Um, there you go. I got Fresno by. Yeah, I'll, Fresno. I'll, I'll lay a pretty decent number here. Yeah. Um. So going into the buy, Lante, you got him at two and three, right? Mm-hmm. I got him at yep. one and four. Patty, see, so you got him at one and four, right? One and four. Okay. They come out of the bye and and flag on the play here, Mountain West. Flag on the play. Um, why is this being played on October 14th? This should be the final game of the season. Yeah. Um, this this they there's a real animosity between these two cities. If you go hang out in in Vegas, and you go hang out in Reno, and you're with someone from Vegas or Vi- and they you know people, I mean, in good fun, and they're just gonna sit there and say, oh fuck you, but yeah. they don't they don't really like each other, right? And this is that trophy. They have that trophy for that big ass cannon. <laughs> shout out! The, yeah. Shout out! This might be the is coolest the trophy. Cannon? Yeah, the Fremont <laughs> Cannon or cannons. Uh, this trophy, fantastic, fantastic work. Just a giant fucking old school trophy that's on. It's like fucking Civil War era. Even though I know Nevada had nothing to do with the fucking Civil War, but it, that era cannon. Um, this is fantastic. But I think they can get this one. Reno founded in 1868. Las Vegas founded in 1905. Yeah, it's from a fucking DJ. You got a, a gangster yeah. DJ, right? <laughs> you gotta yeah, just yeah. wonder though if you know Reno was like the old, old gambling town. You know, old Western gambling town, <laughs> and uh, uh, Las Vegas comes on in and steals their business and completely. Uh, relegates Reno. Reno to was like, a gold town, I think. Uh, it was gold or silver, yeah, probably think, yeah. one or the other. Silver. There you yeah. go. I think that makes sense. Uh, either way, Reno. I think this, this is a good rivalry. Reno's this should capital. be the final game of the season, though. Come on. Yeah, this is ridiculous. But at Mountain West, it's not like 
it's not like they have other rivals that you're, it just doesn't make sense to me why they're throwing this here, but yeah, I don't get that either because they used to play this final game of the year. It's like, I'd understand it. If like UNLV was really good and they're like, Hey, let's make UNLV and Fresno play or something. But it's like, no, both aren't great. And they have a ton of animosity for each other. Um, and they're the, in the same state. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're failing right there, but um, this is a winnable game guys. And I, I know uh, UNLV Marcus Arroyo got fired. He was recruiting well there. So Barry Odom steps in and, but the fact that's in Reno, that elevation is, is, is a lot higher than Las Vegas, man. So and October 14th, see, they're actually kind of lucky. It's October 14th. UNLV is because I don't think it will be super cold yet, but uh, I'm, t- I'm taking Wolfpack here. Get, get it done. Give me the second win of the season. Monte, what are you doing here in Reno? Yeah, I'm going with the third win of the season. So I'm going to take them. It, I think it is a coin flip game. I mean, it's a rivalry game. I think they split the last 10, if I'm not mistaken, like five, five and five or six and four either way. But yeah, I like, I like uh, Nevada here. Uh, it's going to be tough though. They got yeah. the the new, uh, the new OC in. Uh, he's going to run the go-go offense that he did when he was at Howard. Um, they actually beat UNLV upset them as a big, under, I think that's one of the biggest right. dogs in history. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. That's, yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. They, so he's there. He's the OC at, at UNLV. So it's going to be tough. I mean, but again, I'm harping back to the first few weeks. They're going to face tough offenses. They're going to face USC. They're going to face Kansas. Then they're going to face Texas State. I wouldn't say it's a tough offense, but they're going to test their secondary. So they're going to be well tested for uh, for that go-go offense. I think they'll get the win here. So, uh, I mean, you know, the the pain in going to one of the things as we progress uh, as a company, and I'm going to these media days. UNLV's quarterback Doug Brumfield out of LA. And I like him a lot. I hate now that I know him, I hate fading him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, I like it when they're all like fantasy football characters to me and I'm not yeah. too close. I can just be like, no, he's they're going to fucking destroy him. And it's like, no, I just, he's, he's a nice guy, man. I like him. Uh, like, yeah, this guy yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, oh, that's it's like, actually, it's hurting his feelings. Uh, <laughs> now that you start to know him, it's yeah. like, uh, but uh, Patty, see what are you doing here in the Fremont Canyon? This is uh, tough. Uh, UNLV won in Vegas last year by five on the last game of the season when they had it right. Now Odom comes in first year coach. Like you mentioned, uh, it's, I guess what week, or this week seven, but the sixth uh, game of the season for both of them, both of them coming off a bye, giving this game a little respect in that. Right. Um, I still think UNLV is better. I'm going to give it to Vegas mm, here. Mm, mm, going to the ouch going with, uh, no one in Reno Barry likes Odom. me right now. Yeah. I got him one and five. <laughs> you got him two and four, two and four. And now I tell you, got him. Three and three, three and three. 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 Okay. Now they head to the snapper take on uh, San Diego state. Nobody walks into the snapper Patty C and beats the, uh, the Aztecs who might be, I'm expecting them. What a hilarious set of events that we have going on uh, in the landscape of college football, because so the San Diego state Aztecs had a deadline to announce whether they were going to leave the mountain West uh, as, as July 1st, right? So they asked for an extension, which the mountain West said, no, (laughs) because they're going to have to pay $34 million as opposed to 17. So now when I was at mountain West media day, that was the big storyline was San Diego state 
Well, they, they, they gave a, they're, they're speaking about it. They doubled down. They said, no, we're in the mountain West for years to come. And then uh damn, if like five days later, Colorado doesn't jump yeah. to the big 12 <laughs> right. and now, and now say, like they're, the pac 12 people are saying like, do we got to get San Diego state right now? And San Diego state's like, wait, wait what the fuck? We San just, Diego yeah. state hates Colorado. So yes, I mean, Colorado just cost San Diego state, what, like $20 million. <laughs> well, I think the mountain West hates Colorado. The mountain West like, no, that's, they just went to the national championship in basketball. They yeah. have, they've been bowling for like 12 straight years. Uh, absolutely hilarious. So by the time this game's played, I'm fully expecting San Diego state to be paying $34 million to, uh, to exit the mountain West. But uh, Patty C, I, I don't think they win in San Diego, but I'll be honest though, Brady Hoke, they're, they're not, they don't, they're not the same team when they, when they had Rocky long, they were super tough. They almost lost to Hawaii last year. They should have lost to Hawaii last year. If it wasn't for like a big kick return with like 40 seconds left, uh, they would have lost that game. I'm still taking San Diego state, but if we're looking for an upset out there, maybe I could talk you into this one. Yeah, I mean, for the reasons you mentioned, but I think San Diego State's still a significant uh, way more talented and probably yeah. better coached. Oh, coming at six coming and at. nine. Who knows? I don't know a lot about Ken Wilson. We'll see. But last year left a lot to be desired. Six and nine all time against San Diego State. I think uh, I give you know you San Diego State by Aztecs seven. Yeah. L- Lante, what are you doing here in San Diego? Yeah, I'm going with I'm going with the six too. Uh, I agree with you on the on the. Uh, this toughness, but I think they'll be they're at home where they're comfortable. Um, they'll be coming off Nevada will be coming off that big emotional win or loss either way. I think it's going to be a win. Um, so I think they'll catch them at a good spot. I think San Diego state can roll them. And as True. we know, no one goes into the snapper. Yeah. No one goes into the snapper and gets a dub. Uh, look, I, let's, if you're a Nevada fan and you're thinking bull, if you haven't like where Lante has them right now, your eyes got to light up over the next two weeks because you, you yep. drew. And, that, and what's another thing we should talk about. There's no more divisions. So uh, that, that could be good or bad considering where you, you think the divisions are best, but the New Mexico Lobos, I think you do want to see them on the schedule because Danny Gonzalez, uh, he's on the hot seat he's a former Lobo. So maybe they're being a little more lenient with him because he played there for so long. But uh, this game is a very, very winnable game. October 28th against the Lobos. Uh, New Mexico's defense—they were actually kind of mirror images last year. New Mexico's defense was actually good. Nevada's or New Mexico's offense was terrible, much like Nevada. So now you have this matchup. They did New not. Mexico had the worst offense yeah, in college football. Yeah, and they brought, but they bring in UAB's uh, former head coach Bryant Vincent by by an actual stunning margin, 228 yards per game. The second worst in college football was Iowa at 251. 30 yards difference. You see, he brought in though. This is how you can fix it. He brought in UAB's interim head coach member. Cause uh, so Bryant Vincent, who was UAB's head coach last year. Yeah. And they brought in Dylan Hopkins, the QB from UAB. So they're going to be running that UAB offense. Um, gosh, give me Nevada. Give me the, give me this one for Nevada. But I think this is a close game. What are you doing Lante here and here with this one in, in, in Reno? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Nevada too. Um, I think it'll be probably, I think they'll be right around like an eight, nine point favorite here. So, I mean, New Mexico, I, I don't know. It's going to be a tough year for them, man. It's going to be a tough year for them. Uh, so I think Nevada can get their win. So give me that. Give me Nevada to win here. Uh, in Reno in prime time. Come there on. There you go. Gotta, gotta have the wolf pack. And once again, I know we were calling for Bronco Mendenhall to be the next head coach of New Mexico. I I gotta re- I gotta retract that statement after meeting Danny Gonzalez. <laughs> I like him. I'm like fuck. I don't want to. You know, I mean, it's different, man. You don't want to see people fired. Uh, well, next week 
November fourth, Hawaii. The Rainbow Warriors come to town. Timmy Chang was a was an offensive coordinator here and a, and a QB coach for Jay Norvell and the and the Nevada Wolfpack. You know, I was really pleased to see. We knew how how bare the situation was in Hawaii last year. You know, the mass exodus. They fired Todd Graham late. So we knew when they hired Timmy Chang that it was a super, super big project. And when you watch that Vanderbilt game week one, you knew. You knew Vanderbilt hadn't looked that good ever. All right. And and uh <laughs> I gotta give Timmy Chang credit. I thought that was like the best look at the season In progression. Season turnaround. Yeah, I mean they just became yeah. they they had zero toughness to start. And by the end of the season, you're like, dude, I don't know how they like they, they, they should have beat San Diego State. And I'm kind of buying into uh, to to what Hawaii is doing there, so I am calling for an upset here as he returns to the scene of the crime. Uh, Patty, see what are you doing here? Wait, you're calling for an upset? Hawaii gets it done. I don't know if that's is that an upset? Yeah, I feel like it's far three and ten. Actually, you know what? I'm a little concerned about the temperature. Actually, you know what? No, I'm changing my opinion here because it's November fourth. <laughs> it's cold as fuck. It's cold as fuck. <laughs> Reno is cold as fuck. That's I, true. That, I have been to Reno. I, I, I got to think the Hawaii kids are going to be, I think it, that might be enough of a, factor. that might be enough of a factor. Where I think I got to switch now to Nevada. I'm with you. We'll go. Oh, yep. it was up. We got to set three and I've got them at three. You've got them I'm at, at four. four. Alante, well, you I got them at five. I got them at five with a win oh. right here. With a over. Right here. Yeah. over. Yeah. I got them over comfortably too. And we still got, we still got, a, we still got a few games left. Okay. So Lante's all in on the over and, and me and Patty C. Uh, oh no, I have them at, Wait, you have him at three? I got him at three. Three, so you still need a win. I got him pushing at the moment. Uh, next week they head to Logan, Utah, to take on Blake Anderson in Utah State. No, I can't. This place gets lit. They have a legit yep. home and fun. This is this is the the Utah State. I've, I've I've talked about this on the college basketball experience. Like one of the low key, low key racist ass fucking <laughs> fan bases. Wait, Utah fans being low no, Utah racist? State. Utah State. No, I think people saying, think people like people in the state think, of Utah. In general, yeah. The Utah Jazz were racist back in the nineties. I feel like uh, the fans. That is, yeah. Uh, anywhere in <laughs> the players, the players, right? Anywhere in Utah. Well, Carmelo, for, for all we know, probably could be. Uh, look, um, look, anywhere in the state of Utah. Clayton Bigsby is Carmelo. That's what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I feel I like I can kind of see it. I, I can kind of see it. Um, uh, but no, dude, Utah State six and seven last year. Didn't you say they had gotten a little soft though? Under well, what is it? They uh, Blake a, Anderson. They, they had a terrible situation. Like I can't blame them last year. Blake Anderson. Uh, Just his, tragedy his, follows him. Yeah, these his, days. obviously his wife passed away from cancer a couple couple years ago, and then his son. Uh, uh, committed suicide right before the season. So I, that's a oh, lot wow. to put on a, that's a lot to put on a head coach wow. there. Uh, and I think, he, he, you know, want to, want to send out our love to, to the Anderson yeah. family, but, uh, but just, just I think he's a good football it. coach. Uh, he, come on. A- anybody, any right human being, any job, I don't think your performance is going to be at the max after some shit like that. Of course not. You know what All I mean? Right. So I expect Utah state to probably bounce back it's a tough place to win, man. I t- this is what I was telling you it was like, their fans are fucking crazy. They're insane. Right? So I, I think Utah state gets the dub. What are you doing here? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Logan got, got to give it to the Aggies. Lante. What what are you doing here? Yeah, in Logan? I'm going, yeah. yeah. I'm going with, I'm going with Utah state too. I think that home environment will, 
uh, be a little overwhelming, especially coming off of two, what I perceive to be two straight wins. I think that's a good follow spot for uh, Utah State. And I'm not particularly high on Utah State, but I think they'll get it done at home here. Yeah, a let down from Nevada, tough, maybe. T- and then you yep. got the, you, yep. this is like the new rivalry. That if you look, if you're not going to give us UNLV on the final week of the season, give us Colorado State because after after the comments about Jay Norvell and the way he left and taking the whole team, I I just I could animosity. You here. know what I want this to be? What's that? I mean, Mountain West, we love you, but give me this as a new Pac-12 rivalry. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, Colorado me, State, uh, yeah. Nevada. Give me Nevada. Mm. Give me Colorado State. Give me. Uh, UNLV, boom! You're and that gives you twelve. You got pack right. twelve. You're there you go. <laughs> no San Diego State. <laughs> yeah, they're obvious. They got to come. Yeah. And Hawaii's got to okay, come. Four, Put me at fourteen. There you go. Uh, look, I, as much as I want to take them, and last year's game was fucking close. It was a lot closer than uh, I thought it would be coming into the year. I'm taking Colorado State to get this dub, Patty. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, was basically butting heads with you and Nick. That was our big uh, argument that, you know, fizzled completely because <laughs> no one gave a fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, well, Nick, Nick locked up Colorado state. Look, I, I felt all right about Colorado state. I didn't lock it. Yeah. Okay. You locked up Nevada. Nick locked up Colorado state. This is between you, you guys. Don't drag battle. me into that shit. I think right? uh, based on that, uh, I got to lean Colorado state in Fort Collins this year. Okay. Uh, Lante, what are you doing in Fort Collins, Colorado here? Yeah, I'm gonna lean to Colorado State. Also, uh, I think you're gonna get max effort, obviously, from both from both schools um, in, in a big time environment. Uh, the almost it could be a deciding factor for both teams as far as like bowl eligibility or you know a, a win to get to uh, to get closer to bowl eligibility. I like Colorado State. Love their quarterback Clay Millen. I think he's like a future NFL. I think he can go to the NFL. Uh, yeah, 72% his da- his, of his, his passes. His dad played for the New England Patriots. Uh, yeah, Hugh Millen, yeah. Tech Mobile player, represent. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah so yeah, I'm gonna go with Colorado State here. Though. Okay. So you still you still have him at five. So to make yep, a bowl, yep. you need you need one more win. Yep. I got him at four still, which would be pushing. Patty C still has him at three. Final game of the season. The Wyoming Cowboys come to town. Uh, one thing that struck me from Mountain West Media Day. Now Wyoming. They have a very good coach in Craig Bowl. He won like a shit ton of national championships in North Dakota State. Um, they get rated in the portal every year. Like last season, everybody thought Wyoming was going to be the worst teams. I was like, nope, Craig Bowl. It's a culture, man. The next man up. And when I spoke to him at Mountain West Media Day, he was confident. I think confident that his team can be contenders in the Mountain West. So coming into it, I didn't think so. I mean, I still thought he'd he'd be overachieving, but yeah. he was talking about like, no, I think we can win the championship. He must have gave Peasley a new arm. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what's going on, but I mean, to, to to have that type of confidence, I was like, okay, so I'm buying in. Well, they're a good program, seven and six last year. Some bad losses, but uh, you know, he's old school. He's like seventy years old. Or he's like sixty eight years old or something, and and his philosophy is not like the current coaches. He's like, you don't want to be here. Get the fuck out. All right. Like his, it's like, it, it's uh, you know, uh, it, yeah. I don't know how long he'll be there, but I'm telling you, he's a good coach, but he does not, he does not fuck around on the transfer portal front. He's like, I don't care how good you are. You don't want to be here. Go. Yeah. Hey, I yeah. love it. Uh, they, it it uh, gave him an upset over air force. One of like 
the few losses they had, where they finished ten and three. They're 11. a power football team. That's why I fear yeah. this matchup for Nevada. Like they yeah. will run, sit there and run the same running play. Like t- it, what did Oregon State do to Oregon last year with Jonathan oh Smith? He ran the beautiful. same play. <laughs> he just beautiful. flipped it left to right eighteen <laughs> different times, right? Yeah. Like. Uh, that's what I feel like. That was beautiful, and uh, I I, I got to take Wyoming here. So I got them on the number at four and eight to to cap off their season. If I had to lean under or over, I had them losing to Idaho. I had them losing to. No, I think Idaho is really only the fifty fifty game that I have them losing. So I actually think I lean under. I lean under just because I'm giving them a win against UNLV in New Mexico and Hawaii. And Texas State. I don't know that I really buy in that any of those like they could lose any of those. So they haven't had under four wins in consecutive years since two thousand one. So this is as a program that would be a, a really bad two year stretch for them, you know, historically speaking. But I agree with you. I gotta lean under. Gotta go under. And Lante's going over. I like the contrast of styles here. Lante five and seven for the season, correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm going uh, five and seven. I think. Uh, well, my thing is, I think they could possibly win six if they get an upset. But like you said, I think they have a couple of toss-up games that could go either way. Like I can see them easily losing the Idaho game. I could easily see them use losing the UNLV. Um, but again, I only see four or maybe three absolute losses. Like San Diego State, I think that's a loss. USC, obviously, Kansas. I think those three are just for sure losses. And I mean, everything else, San Diego state also. So four. yeah, uh, everything else I think is pretty much a toss toss up. Uh, they could split either way. I'm just going to be a believer in Ken Wilson's second year, um, the defense. And also another thing is, I mean, they get to avoid air force and Boise. They That's don't play true. those two on the schedule. That is very so, nice. That is very nice. And right. And, they, and they get their, they get their like must win games. They get them at home. Like they're going to get New Mexico at home. They get Hawaii at home. Um, they get you and uh, yeah, yeah. They get you and at home. Like those are three win and Idaho also. So those are four winnable games. So if they can win those four, I think that gives you a push right there. And then you just got to spring an upset somewhere. And I think they, I think they could possibly do it. So I'll lean to the over with that. There we go. And, and look, uh, let me ask you this, guys. If you see him go four and eight or five and if it, let's say four and eight, like you said, those four wins, are you happy with the progression? As a if you're a Nevada fan, you're saying, hey, we had two the first year. Four or five the second year, you know. Are we happy? You're with, happy with the progression. With the you're product. doubling up I your mean, wins. Yeah, sure. You got to yeah. be happy with some progress, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you're certainly not content with the four and eight season at Nevada. They've proven they're way better than that as a program. State flagship, you know, of a pretty pretty big state these days. Growing with, state, yeah. growing state. Uh, Look, it, it, an air raid team that throws more interceptions than touchdowns. That can't continue. So it, it a lot of this is going to be on Brendan Lewis. Uh, if he if he is the man that can uh, trigger this offense and and make it go, you got to expect a big jump here. Let's go. Uh, look, yeah. uh, we're on the under. Me and Patty C. Lante's on the over. I was I was on the flat number, but we you know I'm not just going to say they're going to win four games. You got to say under or over, and I think it's more likely they go three and nine than five and seven. Don't feel great about it. You probably won't hear it on. You definitely probably won't hear it on the locks episode. But uh, look, before we get out of here, I have uh, I had a chance to sit down with Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour. If you're wondering who the hell that is, that's a guy that. Uh, well, I think I introduced him, so I guess we can go from there. But this guy goes to every college football game, and and 
this guy is the greatest man yeah. alive. He, he, he's definitely, <laughs> he, it's impressive what he does and he documents it all. So uh, with no further ado, here is that interview with Michael Barker. Joining me on the college football experience, Nevada Wolfpack 2023 season preview episode is none other than Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour on Twitter at CFB campus tour. Michael runs an unbelievable page folks. And let me just, uh, before I, I, I introduce him, I, I, I really just urge you folks out there to, to follow his page because if you love college football, it is just, it's a fascinating page to me. You know, he, he goes to like five, six, seven games a week, documents all of his travels and what it goes. It's like planes, trains, and automobiles, the movie, but regarding college football, uh, he's been to every FBS stadium, most of the FCS, a lot of D two, a lot of D three, and he documents it all on his page, the history of the stadium, what, you know, a uh, photo of the game. It, it's just absolutely a, a cool follow if you love college football. So get on over to Twitter and check him out at CFB Campus Tour. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show to talk a little McKay Stadium. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, anybody that jumps on my Twitter page, no personal tweets, okay? It's all football. So if you like that, then you'll enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I live in the West Coast. Reno is kind of close. So uh, excited to talk about McKay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just remember this stadium for a love the fact that it, it it's, it's like kind of up in the mountains and cold, even though I've never been there. I, I just remember like to me when I first started watching college football, this is another one that would come on late at night on a local TV. And like, they had this wide receiver named Alex Van Dyke. That was really, really fucking good. And then uh, they were running like the pistol offense, which Chris all, you know, created uh, way before now you see variations of it everywhere, but, uh, it was just kind of a, they were really good, uh, whether I think they were FCS or one double a then. And then, uh, you know, they made that transition and came up, but then I remember the Boise game and the, they ruined Boise season, which was probably, you know, Boise's kicker missed uh what a field goal and an extra point in overtime or, uh, or, or they would have, you know, had a perfect season. They, it's just a cool place. I remember the Purdue game where the kicker makes like a 60 yarder to win. Uh, talk to me about the history of McKay stadium. Yeah. First Alex Van Dyke drafted by the jets, I believe. So, um, a little cult, uh, reference there, um, opened in 1966 with 7,500 seats and it has, uh, jumped up to 27,000 over the years, a uh, record crowd actually, cause they got some standing room in, in one of the end zones, 33,391, 1995 versus UNLV. Uh, you mentioned it being up in the mountains. The elevation is 4,610. So almost a mile up there. Uh, it's named after the father son combination, John and Clarence McKay, who donated the money to build the stadium and the most memorable game you're talking about it was 2010 Boise state 34 31 in overtime. Uh, you know what, what a lot of people don't remember, they think it's a big upset, but, uh, which it was, but Nevada was ranked number 19 in the nation and they had Colin Kaepernick there and one of the best dual threat quarterbacks that we had seen in years. And so, uh, Boise state probably had their best team. Uh, and they caught a loss, but they didn't lose to a team that was two and seven. They lost to a really good team. So um, the probably the most memorable game in McKay history. Yeah, and and I mean that game was fantastic. I was I remember exactly where I was. You have certain games in your life that you're watching that you remember exactly where you were, uh, and that I can I can tell exactly where I was then. But uh, one of the things that I love, and I want the you know I I, I want to talk about your experiences here, but they got to move. The mountain West is failing in my opinion 
the Nevada UNLV game should be the final week of the season every year. That's not currently, I don't know why, but I love that game. And I love the fact they still play for that gigantic trophy, like the Fremont trophy or something where it's just a fucking cannon on wheels. It, it's super cool. My problem is, is whoever's in charge of the mountain West over the past five years or something has moved this to like a random, like week five matchup. I want that thing. The final game of the year, you know, where rivalries matter. Cause I, I think there's a chippiness. I, you know, I've talked to people at UNLV or up in Reno and they don't like each other. And I, I dig the rivalry and I hope they will, uh, they, uh, they figure this thing out because it, it, anytime you're playing for a cool trophy like that. Uh, and so how many times have you been to McKay stadium? And I'm curious your thoughts on the, on my trophy idea. Yeah, no. So, you know, there's, there's, they're the only two FBS schools in Nevada. There's no FCS schools in Nevada. So these are the only two division one schools in the state. And you know, the PAC 12, they did some rearranging and Cal and Stanford was not the last game of the season. Uh, and nobody likes that, you know, the big game, what, you know, whatever the rivalry game, it should be the end of the year. And, uh, you know, just whatever record you have during the season, you can end your season on a good note by winning that rivalry game. So I'm totally with you. Uh, I've been to one game there and it was in my first year traveling 2017. And I got all these exclamation points here for these stats because it was crazy, but freezing cold. Uh, I remember I was in my you know, infancy of traveling. I had a light little California jacket. Security guards were laughing at me that I was going to be cold and they were correct. I was freezing the entire game. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, 45, 42 overtime. So of course, overtime prolongs your coldness. But uh, what was amazing to me is that uh, Air Force ran for 550 yards on 91 carries. And they had the time of possession, 41 minutes, 20 seconds. And Nevada had it for 1840 and Nevada still scored 42 points with 18 minutes and 40 time of possession. So this is like Super Bowl 25 uh, Giants bills duplication, 41 minutes to 19 time of possession. But I just uh, 91 carries. I just remember it as being a battering ram over and over. And somehow they withstood it in Nevada and put up 42 points in 18 minutes of time of possession. So uh, I'm looking for a chance. I might actually go for a campus visit this weekend because I haven't been up there for a while, uh, but I'm definitely looking for an opportunity. Uh, you know, my account has evolved. My travels have evolved since 2017. Uh, I want to get back up there, but I will never forget that game. Yeah. I mean, that's unbelievable. Oh man. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, so wait, did air force the Air Force won the game. Air Force won with a field goal in overtime, but you know, ninety-one <laughs> carries, five hundred fifty yards, unbelievable. Forty-one minutes of time of possession. Un- like, okay. <laughs> Threw a touchdown, ran off the field, and got back on. You know, it was crazy. Unbelievable, folks. Uh, that's why you should follow Michael Barker because he goes to all these games and look at that experience right there. Uh, he's on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour, folks, and you can also watch this on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, and hopefully one day we can meet up at McKay Stadium and catch a Nevada Wolfpack game, man. And after it hit downtown Reno, there's a lot to do, so hopefully we can uh, make that happen. There we go, man. I appreciate you hopping on, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, Michael Barker there. And uh, look, I mean, Patty C 94 carries. Was that Did you say 91 or 94? Either way, that is a lot. And, uh, and wow. I mean, what a uh, 91 carries. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> Those poor linebackers for Nevada. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
that's uh Northwestern football right there. Yeah, Air it's Force football, right? In, oh, yeah. I know they're in uh, the Northwest. Oh, know? Northwestern. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're getting that's mountain football. I should say mountain football. Folks. Mountain West. Uh, look, I'm on the under Patty C is on the under Lante is on the over. Uh, I think Lante had to head out, but uh, look, folks, give Lante a follow on Twitter at uh, xx Lante xx xx l o n t e xx. Yeah, I guess I should have spelled out the whole thing. But uh, look, he's the host of the. You hear him on the NBA Gambling Podcast. You hear him on the MLB Gambling Podcast. He does a lot of great written content as well. Give him a follow. Always cool to uh to 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 check out his stuff and have him on the show first time on the show Patty C yeah, buddy. Look, uh, it's going to be fun to watch the Wolfpack, but let's get let, let's uh, let's get the season going cuz I can't wait. Folks, subscribe to the College Football Experience as we break down all 133 college football teams. Uh so check out that and uh solo podcast for each and every team in the land. And uh, yeah, uh, I think I think you know the under is the play. Hopefully, Ken Wilson makes proves me wrong. You know, he's a coach leech guy. We like that. Give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C eight three one. Give myself a follow on Twitter at the Colby D. The College Football Experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. And folks, uh, yeah, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast as we got Phil Steele coming on the show this upcoming week. Go check out that episode as we talk college football with with the, one of the goats. They say. Uh, Patty C, uh, what else, man? Let's talk about uh, the SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. And come talk Nevada Wolfpack with us in the Discord. Sportscalingpodcast.com slash Discord. Folks, yeah, until next time, this is the college football experience. Nevada Wolfpack style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.